Welcome to the broadcast today. Thank you, friends and partners and anyone else that might be watching, even enemies. Praise God, we welcome you too. We are talking about the God of the breakthrough, expecting God to break through for you. God is so faithful. I have now been walking with him 47 years, and I've said many times, I've said it on a previous broadcast in the last couple of weeks, that in those 47 years, God has never disappointed me, never let me down. He's always broken through for me. Now, I will say this. He didn't always show up in the time frame I would have liked him to. You know, if I was him, I'd have showed up quicker. But uh, he does show up, and that's what matters. You know, sometimes we don't, we don't know what's going on in between the amen and the there it is. But if you determine that quit's not an option, then you'll always have a there it is. God will break through for you. I want to encourage you to uh, watch the announcement that's coming up about our Adventures in Faith magazine. This is a magazine that we've been sending out to people all over the world for many, many years. We get a lot of testimonies of people saying it came right at the right time. As I began to read the articles, it was exactly what I needed. You know, in this particular issue, uh, we talked about seizing opportunities to prosper. My wife had an article on too blessed to be stressed. These are powerful articles built around the Word of God that are designed to uh, inspire your faith and uh, in, encourage you to, to never give up. That's the reason we call it Adventures in Faith. That's what it is. My life is an adventure. So I said, you know, how can you be so confident when you never know what God's going to do? Oh, I always know what God's going to do. He's going to keep His Word. It's people I can't figure out. But God always keeps His Word. And that makes it an adventure. So watch this announcement. Then I'll be back and we'll begin today's lesson on expecting God to break through for you. Adventures in Faith is Jerry Savelle's free quarterly magazine, and it's available to you today. Inside each issue are powerful teachings by Brother Jerry and Carolyn Savelle, as well as faith-building articles from many other featured guests. For some time, my life had been difficult to live, and nothing I tried was helping. During one of my dark moments, I received my copy of Adventures in Faith magazine. I read it from cover to cover, and by the time I finished, the darkness had lifted, and I felt so much better. I have been blessed reading Adventures in Faith. You have completely changed my thinking, and I know that God can and will do what He promised in His Word. Thank you for helping me get out of depression and realize my full potential. You can read your first issue today. Simply go online to jerrysavelle.org or download the Jerry Savelle app on your mobile device to begin reading issues immediately. You can also call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and register to receive a printed version twice per year delivered right to your mailbox. Don't wait. Now's your chance for more faith in your life. Register today for Adventures in Faith. Listen, be sure and subscribe to the magazine. It's easy. It's free. Don't miss out on it, okay? We're talking about expecting God to break through for you. I'm not going to take the time to ask you to turn to the scriptures that we've been referring to in the first two lessons on this uh, teaching on God of the breakthrough. But I do want, in case you are new to the broadcast, you didn't see the first two lessons, I do want you to make note of 1 Chronicles chapter 14 and also Isaiah chapter 54 and verses 16 and 17. In those chapters, you're going to find out that God reveals himself as the God of the breakthrough. David was facing an impossible looking situation, but God broke through for him. And from that moment, David began to expect God to break through for him each and every time he faced any kind of impossible looking situation. And then God tells us in Isaiah 54, 17, 
that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. For this is the heritage of those that are righteous before him, those that have right standing before God. And that's not based on something you did, but based on what Jesus did at Calvary. You can't become righteous in your own ability, but it is a free gift from God based on what Jesus did at Calvary. You now have right standing with God. You have peace with God, and he promises that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now, in Psalm 89, 34, it says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Now, let's recall what we just read in Isaiah 54, 17, or I quoted to you. And remember, this is God speaking. And what did God say? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. In the Amplified, it goes on to say that uh, to triumph over opposition is your heritage. Now, if you back up to verse 9 of Isaiah chapter 54, God says, this is as to me as the waters of Noah. And he's talking about covenant there. Remember after uh, God uh, delivered Noah and his sons and his family from the flood, God placed a rainbow, and that rainbow was a a sign of his covenant that he would never again destroy the earth by water. And so when he says, this is the same to me as that covenant I made with Noah, what is he saying? When I tell you that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, that's covenant with me. And here in Psalm 89, 34, God says, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Now, I wrote this statement in my notes. It's a bold statement. I believe I got it inspired by the Holy Spirit. And some of you may, you know, balk at it, but listen to what I wrote down. For God to fail to give you a breakthrough would mean that he would have to go back on his word. Listen to that. For God to fail to give you a breakthrough would mean that he would have to go back on his word. And I promise you, he's never going to go back on his word. Why? Because he said in Psalm 89, 34, once again, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone from my lips. Now, I don't know what that does for you, but it creates expectancy on the inside of me. It causes my faith to rise to a new level because if I'm going through an impossible looking situation and the devil keeps screaming at me, no way, No way. Any of you ever heard that before? You know, I like to say every time the devil wakes you up in the middle of the night screaming, no way, rejoice because you got him under pressure. I believe that's an indication the way is about to show up. In fact, he's so close, he's waking you up to convince you there is no way. You know, so get up and dance before the Lord and say, I got the devil right where I want him. Amen. He is under pressure. Got him by the juggler vein. Amen. So God is saying that I promise that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So what's God saying? Then I also promise I will make a way. I'll make a way for you to get through this. I'll make a way for you to overcome it. Why? Because this is your heritage as one of my righteous people, one of those who has right standing with me. So once again, for God to fail to give you a breakthrough would mean that he would have to go back on his word. This is covenant with him, and God never breaks covenant. If you're willing to wait, oh, now I got you. If you're willing to wait. Brother Jerry, why'd you have to bring that up for? If you're willing to wait for it, 
See, that's what the Lord said to me in that visitation. My people don't know me as the God of the breakthrough. If they did, they wouldn't be so quick to give up. So if you're willing to wait, then your breakthrough will come no matter how impossible it may seem. If you're willing to wait. Now that's where the big problem is. Most people are not willing to wait. Most people have the attitude, if it doesn't happen before dark, I'm not playing anymore. Well, you're not the rule maker here. God sets the rules. Amen. God establishes the rules. And he never said anywhere in here that I promise all this will happen to you before dark. He did say, I promise it'll happen. But he never said before dark. So don't make that assumption. Now, I'm not, I'm not ruling out that it couldn't happen before dark because I've had a lot of times my breakthrough came before dark. But there have been some times my breakthrough didn't come for 20 years. But hey, what's 20 years when it happens? I like to say what God did for me that I stood for for 20 years, most people never have it happen for them in a lifetime. So what is 20 years? At least I got to testify that after 20 years of standing, God was faithful and he broke through for me. Praise God. Amen. So don't ever give up. If you're willing to wait, then your breakthrough will come no matter how impossible it may seem. Psalm 89, 34, God goes on to say, once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie. When God swears that he will not lie, then take it to the bank. He will not lie. Amen. Amen. He is not a man that he should lie. It's impossible for God to lie. So if it's impossible for God to lie, then it would be foolish for me to give up. Now the liar that talks to us is Satan. Jesus said he is a liar and the father of all lies. In fact, every time the devil says no way, I just say liar. You just told another lie. In fact, the fact that you're telling me there is no way, I'm going to believe the opposite because you can't tell the truth. You're a liar. And that must mean the way is about to manifest. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. When the devil says, you're not going to get your healing, liar. (laughs) That money's not coming, liar. Amen. You know, put the pressure back on him. Don't just sit around and listen to that all day long. He's a liar. Amen. You know, when I was growing up, my dad uh, was, a, was, a, was, a, was an awesome man. He was a great father. Not only that, but he was my best friend. I mean, all of my life, my daddy was my best friend. I love my daddy. I love being with my daddy. And one of the reasons I love being with my daddy is because he never lied to me. Every time he ever told me he's going to do something, he did it. My dad loved watching me play baseball. And, 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 and my dad would say to me, son, I'll be at your game today. If nobody else showed up, my dad was there. I can't remember my daddy ever missing a ball game. I mean, he had to take off work sometimes to be at my ball games. I'll never forget, uh, I, was a, I was a left-handed pitcher. And I remember the first no-hitter I threw. And they did a write-up in the newspaper, our local newspaper about it. Had my picture in there in the, in the, the no-hitter ball game, you know. And my dad cut that article out and he carried that article in his billfold for the rest of his life. I have that billfold and that article is still there. And you know, 20 years after that ball game, 
my dad was still telling people, did you hear about that no-hitter my son pitched? He was so proud of me, you know? And uh, I'd say, Dad, that was 20 years ago. Yeah, but I'm still proud of you, you know? You pitched a no-hitter. Not everybody pitches a no-hitter, you know? And, and if he said, son, I'm going to work on your car today, I'll get that thing running again. I don't care what happened. I don't care how tired he was when he came home from his regular job. I could count on it. My dad would work on that car. Uh, son, we're going fishing in the morning. I don't care how tired he was. He took me fishing. Son, we're going to the races this weekend. I don't care what happened during the week. He kept his word. He kept his word. So therefore, every time my dad said something, I had an expectancy. In fact, I loved going camping. My dad and I, uh, in fact, the whole family, that was our vacations, was camping. We'd go out on the lake. When dad got a vacation, if it was a week or two weeks, we spent that whole time out on the lake in a tent with the boat and the fishing and the skiing and all that. We loved camping. I still love doing it today. But it, sometimes just my dad and I would go for the weekend. And, and dad would say, son, uh, when I get off work tomorrow, we're going to go to Lake of the Pines and we're going camping and fishing. Do you know, he said that on a Friday night. I laid out all my gear in my bedroom, had all my gear that I was going to wear the next day, laid out hours, sometimes 24 hours before the trip was to be made. I was ready. And, and by the time he got home, I already had it all together, had all the equipment in the truck. Why? Because daddy said, we're going fishing tomorrow when I get off work. Well, he never lied to me before. And so I expected him to fulfill his word and my expectancy created action. Amen. Well, listen, my daddy never lied to me. And I got one that'll top that. God's never lied to me. It's impossible for God to lie. So when God says, I will deliver your adversary into your hands, then I start expecting it. I start preparing for it. I start shouting over it even before it has happened. That's expecting God to break through for you. Now, maybe you didn't have a daddy like that. Thank God I did. And, it, and when I got into the word and found out I was to refer to my uh, to God as my heavenly father, I figured, well, if my daddy didn't lie, then God doesn't lie. Daddy always kept his word. God ought to keep his word. Amen. I mean, you shouldn't be able to be called God if you don't keep your word. Amen. And he keeps his word. And so when I'm facing something that looks impossible, the first thing I want to know is what does the word say? And if God says, son, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will deliver you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Then as far as I'm concerned, that satisfies it. That settles it. I am about to win. And all I got to do is just go out there, stay in faith, expect it, keep praising God, and then just keep shouting all the way through victory time. Hallelujah. Amen because this is my heritage to triumph over opposition. Praise God. I'm telling you, you can get to the place where you just laugh at everything the devil says. You know, the devil speaks up and you just laugh and you said, you said what? No way, devil. If there's any no ways here, it's where you're concerned. You're a liar and I'm not falling for it. God says it'll work. You're saying it won't. If I got to pick one, you lose, devil. I'm going with God. Hallelujah. Amen. So God never breaks covenant. If God promises something, then that should settle it as far as you're concerned. In Hebrews chapter six, let's go there 
in our Bibles, if you have your Bible, go to Hebrews chapter 6. And here it's talking about how God dealt with Abraham. Of course, you know that his name was Abram when God introduced himself to him. And here in verse 13 of Hebrews chapter 6, it says this, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Now, let's break that down. What's the Bible telling us here? The Bible refers to God as the most high God. In other words, there's no higher. You can't get any higher than most high God. So what this is saying is when God made promise to Abraham, because there is no higher than God, then God swore by himself. Now, if any of you have ever been in a courtroom situation where you had to testify to something, or at least you've seen a courtroom drama on television or something, and the, you know, they'll walk up to the person that's about to testify, have them to raise their right hand and say, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. What are they doing? They are acknowledging there's a higher power than themselves, right? Yes, so help me God. Now, there was a time when people did that. It meant something. Today, people will take that oath and just lie right out of their teeth. You know, doesn't mean anything to a lot of people. They perjure themselves. So what it meant when that, that tradition, so to speak, was created was that you're, you're standing before a higher power and saying, I give my word and I promise you, I will tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Well, who does God go to when he wants to take an oath? <laughs> Amen. Who does God swear to? Amen. There is no higher. He is most high God. So here's what he did. He said, I swear by myself. In other words, what God is saying is, I'm laying the entire corporate structure of heaven on the line. I'm laying on the line everything I have, everything I am. And if I ever lie to you, I lose it all. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? See, I want you to see that. Abraham had God's promise and God swore to Abraham by himself. In other words, I see him standing before Abraham and saying, Abraham, I swear unto you that I will bless you, I will multiply you, and if I ever lie to you, then I lose everything I have, and I promise you, son, that'll never happen. Amen? Amen? Right. So when I read scriptures like, I'll bless you coming in, I'll bless you going out, I just picture in my own mind's eye God standing before me and saying, Jerry Savelle, I swear by myself that I'll bless you coming in. I'll bless you going out. I'll bless you in the city. I'll bless you in the field. No weapon formed against you will prosper. I swear by myself. Well, brother, I want you to know if God is taking an oath in your behalf, you can count on it. Take it to the bank. Get your expectancy up. Get your faith up. Put a smile on your faith. A dance in your step. Joy in your heart because God said it. That settles it. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout if you believe it. Amen. So notice he says, when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely, 
Everybody say, surely. surely. This is a sure thing. Yes. Come on. Amen. Amen. God doesn't say, you know, 50% chance this will come to pass. You know, I, I don't know why the weathermen don't just do the weather like this. It's a 50-50 chance on anything. <laughs> Instead of telling me 90% chance of sunshine tomorrow and we have a downpour. You know, I'd rather they just say 50-50 on everything. You know, we don't know. We just make it an educated guess here. <laughs> Amen. But there's no educated guess with God. That's right. Amen. Amen. He said, surely blessing I will bless thee, multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Amen. Brother Jerry, I've been standing on the word. I've been trusting God. Well, you sound like you're about to give up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could tell by the tone of your voice, you sound like you're about to give up. That's not how you obtain the promise. Right. He patiently endured. That's right. You know what patience means? Remaining the same regardless of the circumstances. That's right. Amen. In other words, after Abraham had remained the same regardless of the circumstances and he endured, then he eventually obtained the promise. Why? Because God swore and God cannot lie. Then he goes on to say, we're in God willing more abundantly to show under the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. Now, these two immutable or unchangeable things that the author is writing about are these. Number one, God's promise. Number two, God's oath. God's promise and God's oath. And the author says they are unchangeable. When God makes an oath and God promises, it's unchangeable. Why? Because my covenant I will not break nor alter the thing that has come from my lips. So what is God promise? Well, 3 John 2 says, I desire, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. God's not going to take that back. Amen. I don't care what the economy's doing and I don't care what kind of plague is going on in the earth. It's still his will that you prosper and be in health. Amen. Amen. He's not going, he's not going to back off of that. No matter what happens to the stock exchange, no matter what happens to Dow Jones, he still promises that he wants you to prosper and he wants you to be in health. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? So you have two immutable things. Number one, you have God's promise. And number two, you have God's oath. I want to encourage you to begin to do this. You that are watching today, when you go to the word and you see a promise, just close your eyes. After you read that promise, close your eyes. And think about that promise. This is what you call meditating on the Word. Just think about it. Run it over and over in your thinking. And then when you close your eyes, just see God raise His hand as He's standing before you and calling out your name. Whatever your name is. Bill, I promise. Mary, I promise. John, I promise. Sue, I promise that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I swear this by myself. Just see God doing that. I'm telling you, it's a faith builder. Amen. It'll inspire your faith. It'll cause your expectancy to rise to a new level. And you're going to walk away from that 
and expecting God to break through for you, no matter how impossible it might seem. Carol and I have done this where we might go to bed talking about an impossible situation that we're faced with, and then we just lay there and just see God. I said, let's just watch God take an oath before us. And we just lay there with our, and, and watch God lift his hand and make that promise. Amen. And the next thing happened, I look over at her, she looks over at me and a big smile breaks out. It's going to do, it's going to work. God's going to do it. Why? Because he said, surely, amen, surely I will bless thee. Hallelujah. God wants to break through for you. Don't give up. Wait patiently for it and you're going to have a breakthrough. You can testify to others that the God of the breakthrough has broken through for me. Amen. Watch this announcement. I'll be back in just a few moments. It's time to expect God's breakthrough for you. Oppression can make you feel completely helpless, struggling to make it day to day. In the book, Free at Last from Oppression, Jerry Savelle teaches truths about your situation and how Jesus paid the price for your freedom. Success is a result of good habits, but bad habits leave you high and dry. It's time to get fed up with non-productive habits. In Free at Last from Old Habits, you'll learn how to tap into power that can set you free. Also included in today's package is 2016, the year of the great breaking loose. In this three CD teaching, Jerry Savelle shares a prophetic word from the Lord for the body of Christ concerning 2016. Request this breakthrough trio, including Free at Last from Oppression, Free at Last from Old Habits, and 2016, the year of the great breaking loose today. Don't wait, call or go online to jerrysavelle.org. Expect God's breakthrough for you. Now we're going to be offering these products, these resources to, uh, today and then one more week after this. So don't delay. This is a special offer with the two books and the three CDs. One of the books, once again, free at last from old habits and free at last from oppression. And then the three CDs, 2016, the year of the great breaking loose. I'm telling you, you listen to these and your faith is going to reach a level that maybe it has never reached before because it is full of the Word of God and you're going to go through 2016 with the attitude, we're going to experience a great breaking loose. Praise God. Amen. So order those today. Go to our website or look at the information that's on the screen. Call, write, whatever's the most convenient for you and then we'll send them to you by return mail. I want to also encourage those of you that have been blessed by this broadcast, you've been watching it for quite some time and it's helped you in your spiritual growth, consider becoming one of our partners. A partner is someone that not only prays for this ministry, but invests in this ministry financially. It's our partners that have helped us take this ministry around the world. You know, we, we, we love and appreciate those large gifts, those large one-time gifts. Man, we shout when those $100,000 checks come in or million-dollar checks come in. But you know, what keeps the ministry going year after year after year is those faithful partners sending $10, $15, $25 every month. One time Oral Roberts was here with me and uh, he said, Jerry, 
You're on my board. You've been to the university many times. And it was not large one-time gifts that built that university. It was those thousands and thousands of partners sending five and 10 and 15 and $25 every month. They built the university. So partners, thank you for helping us take this ministry around the world. If you're not a partner, prayerfully consider becoming one. Write to our office. We'll tell you how that can happen. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. And remember, your faith will overcome the world.